Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of cricket, handicapping, and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as is Tuesday tradition, we lend Andy to the folks over at BetSports Golf. He's over there yapping about whatever tournament there is after the Masters. I don't know if anybody even cares about that. So, joining me today, a man who's might be in just a touch of a hurry, folks, because he gets to see some baseball today. How's it going, Matt? I'm doing well. Uh, I believe I, you guys talked about golf last, yesterday, the, the RBC Heritage. I think it was Harold Varner III that Andy gave out as like, a, hey, you should take a flyer on him. I did take a flyer on him when I was watching yesterday's show. But uh, I, I'm enjoying this new tradition unlike any other. I'm, I'm mad on Tuesday, Brown Bag Bets. It's fun. I get to come on, talk some baseball, talk some hockey, listen to you tell me why the Bulls are going to lose on a given night. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. We're glad to have you. And that's right. That's what the golf was. It was the heritage. So anyway, when you're done over here, hop over to Bedsports Golf and pick that up. Those guys are just doing some great work. They're really hot. But let's start with the baseball. You're going to the White Sox home opener today. What do we got? I assume there's some sort of homer bet in that game. Of course. I mean, it, it, when I'm on the show betting, it's not like I'm on, you know, if I did host the show five days a week during baseball season, I would have a White Sox bet on there every day because that's what I do. Uh, but when I'm only on here once or twice a week, obviously, I'm going to give you some White Sox baseball bets today. Um, I, I talked about with my futures picks. I love uh, I have a Luis Robert uh, AL MVP ticket. I got plus twenty five hundred. It's down to about plus two thousand or so now where you're looking. Um I really like his approach so far at the plate this year. He's been a much more patient hitter. Uh, he he has been the last you know year plus when he's been up. Very talented, but a young hitter who wants to go chase everything, be aggressive, hit everything, you know, pull everything 450 feet out to left field. Uh, this year he's taken a much more patient approach. He, he's taking balls the other way. He's going up the middle. He's had a really nice start to the year without really having the power numbers through the first series. So I think that's a very good sign. He's going up against a pitcher today in uh, Matt Brash for Seattle. He's, he's young, uh, I think top 100 prospect, talented, but he's going to try and beat you, you know, with, with the really nice slider that's going to dive away from, from Luis Robert. And I think with the patient approach that he's taken so far, having Tim Anderson ahead of him in the lineup, having Jose Abreu behind him in the lineup, he's going to see a whole lot of pitches to hit. There's not going to be a ton of sliders diving away from him because they can't really afford to risk putting him on base. So I think he's going to get plenty of pitches to hit. I think two plus total bases is at, at even money is a bet that I really like. So I'm on him two plus total base. So it's in between whether to go with him or in honor of Andy, Tim Anderson's total bases, total, yeah, excuse me, total bases over Went with Luis Robert today. Um, Astros minus one and a half at the Diamondbacks. Similar. I think I've said it on here before, but I've said it in my blog too, similar to my, my theory in, in hockey betting of, you know, when you have a really good team playing a really bad team, the, the plus money run line is, is always good value if you, if you can get it a plus money. This is that case. The Astros took three of four in Anaheim against an Angels team that's probably their top competitor out west this year. They look like the same old Astros. The Diamondbacks are a bad team. They're throwing Madison Bumgarner, who uh, his, his opening day start wasn't terribly good. I uh, went three innings, only one earned, or one earned run, but only went three innings, put a bunch of people on base. Dimebacks did end up winning that game, but he wasn't overly impressive. And if I think I think if he has an outing like that where he's struggling to find the plate, putting people on, the Astros are a team that we've seen before time and again will make you pay for that. So I, I like the Astros who are also throwing Luis Garcia, uh, who's been a really good, solid pitcher for them. Really like them in this spot, getting the plus odds on the run line. And I wanted to wanted to get your Phillies in there. Uh, how, how have you thought about the Phillies so far? How have you felt about them through a, a opening series plus here? 
Well, it's last night was pretty impressed. They were able to come back and win again. It's it's a team that they're just going to score a lot of runs, and, and that's really mm-hmm. what I want out of a Phillies team. As someone that is a very casual baseball fan, and generally assume the Phillies are just going to lose over and over and over again, there might as well be a lot of runs. So I think that's what we'll see this season. Um, but yeah, it's a solid start. You know, three and one so far. I can't believe they played four games. Baseball just comes at you with just a ferociousness. But yeah, four, three and one. They've scored. It looks you know nine four. They only had one run in their third game against the A's, but put a five last night. So at least we're playing some entertaining baseball. Yeah, and I Patrick's telling me in the chat, warning me about the under. I'm a little, I w- was a little bit iffy on the way to go on this one, but looking at the pitching matchup, I know Zach Wheeler's probably not going to get the green light to go seven or eight innings, but I, I still think coming off last year's effort, he was really, really good. The Mets have a fine offense, but they haven't quite clicked fully yet this year. And I, I'm saying that it's really early on in the year, but it like Chicago, we were talking about before the show, it's where we get a nice April day in Chicago like it is here. Philly's kind of similar. It's cold weather uh, up north. You got two really good pitchers, one in Zach Wheeler, obviously, like, like again, we said, is limited. Tyler McGill had a really good first start for the Mets going up against Washington. Uh, Philly was about to get shut out last night until they had that big eighth inning. Um, so I, I like the under here. Um, don't love it, but I wanted to get you a bet in there at close to even money with two good pitchers on the mound. I, I can live with losing an under eight and a half. That's why I was, I like Patrick's idea there. Maybe a first five under. I'll, I'll look at there. You go. That's you know what? Quick. That's probably the way to go. If you can find that on FanDuel, which I'm sure it is. I don't think that was up there yet this morning. If you can get that first five under, is probably a, a really good way to go with this one. I'll take a look at that. I like that a bit. But yeah, the Phillies should be fun. That's all I really want. But Phillies White Sox World Series. How do you feel about it? I'm in. Let's do it. Every game will be Let's like, do it. like six five, seven to seven seven <laughs> Ten, eight, nine. I'm in. Let's do it, baby. More runs, more better. I've always wanted them to go back. Let them all do PEDs. Let them all cork their bats. Whatever. More runs. Give the the pitchers a ball that does weirder stuff. Let's 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 get it on. I'm in. <laughs> got some NBA stuff for us here. I know we got playing games tonight. We can. I'll I'll ask you about my Bulls. I think I already know the answer, and I have a couple bets on them. But uh, what do you got for the playing games tonight? Playing games are a little tough. We've got two tonight, two tomorrow. Uh, just a lot of conflicting things going on for me here. The Cavaliers-Nets game, I think the Nets deserve to be a solid favorite. My numbers have it just about where it is. Now, the total has been starting to get starting to get bet down. Um, it was around 228.5 yesterday. It's at 227, and it looks like it's still falling. If this gets below 225, I might play an over or look at like a Nets team total over, but I think the Cavaliers can be really competitive in this game. You know, with Mobley, I wish Jared Allen were healthy. If Jared Allen were healthy, I would definitely be looking at some later back the Cavaliers. Now, we wouldn't be getting 9.5 points. It'd be maybe close to 6.5 or 7. But I just wonder if things have gotten to the point where the market's just too low on Cleveland, maybe a little too high on Brooklyn. But should be a nice smash spot here for Brooklyn. Again, if the total gets below, well, not below, to like 225 or kind of in that range, I might look at a Nets team total over. I'll make sure I'll put that out. And then the Clippers-Wolves game, I this just is kind of tearing me up for the last couple of days. My, my numbers, my model, and, and you start to look at some of the, the season matchups, love the Clippers. Absolutely love the Clippers in this spot. It's underdogs. But the Wolves keep getting bet. There is still two and a halfs out there. It's starting to push to three. And you look at the Timberwolves' performances, their overall talent, and you know, just kind of my, I guess, eye test, if you will, and what I expected the game. It should be a nice spot for the Timberwolves here. So uh, just too torn, I guess, to place a bet. Did you have any uh, feelings on either one of these? Not really. I mean, I, I tend to lean towards the Nets just because, like you said, Jared Allen's not healthy, and 
I, I know it, it's probably the sucker way of thinking, but like, I just, I look at that Nets roster. I know who's on that team and they, they feel like a team that, or I will always think they're a team until they don't that can flip the switch when they want to. And I think it's time for them to flip the switch that they're in the playoffs. And I'll, I'd kind of rather be on the side of them, you know, of, of losing with them, you know, believing in them because they're so talented because KD's so good because Kyrie's so good. I know they, they haven't kind of been themselves or what we've expected them to be, but I would, have to lean towards the Nets just because in the NBA star power usually wins out. They have it more than Cleveland quite a bit. Yeah, Seth Curry is also healthy tonight, which is really big for the Nets. That extra shooter being on the floor um, just really opens things up. But so no chance to play Simmons in the playoffs at all. I've heard he might play a game or two. They keep talking about a back injury that he's working his way from. Uh, I I maybe okay. So still just who knows? There, there's no real definitive. There's, there's been talk of him playing a little bit maybe in these series and trying to test out his back a little bit. He did have some back issues with the Sixers. I mean, it's he had a foot issue when we first drafted, which is generally connected to that kind of stuff. It usually means there's an imbalance somewhere. And as someone who maybe isn't totally focused on being in the best shape as a basketball player, maybe his back is a little messed up and he needs to get kind of in shape here. So I, I yeah. think we might see him, but I'm not sure it'll matter. Okay, fair enough. So no playing bets, but I do finally have some series bets. Things are opening up here. Let's jump into a few, starting with my Philadelphia 76ers. This is a combo. You can find this a bunch of different places. But the bet here, the Sixers to win game one of the series, but the Raptors to win this series. Now, I think the Sixers can win this series. They're going to have the two best players on the floor every single night, and Joel Embiid and James Harden. They're small, fa- well, not small. They're about four and a half, five point favorites here in game one at home. I think that's a solid win for them. But as the series goes longer, the Raptors will continue to get better. There's just a gigantic coaching advantage with Nick Nurse versus Glenn Rivers. Um, you look at the depth as well. Now, Yes, playoff rosters are really short, but the Sixers, after the starting five, things get really ugly, especially with George's Niang banged up, Danny Green capable of being hurt at a moment's notice, and Matisse Thibel not being allowed to go to Toronto. It, it just creates a situation where the bench is going to get short, and in those minutes, I think you're going to see Raptors players like Scotty Barnes and, and OG Ananobi, if he can play here, put up some real numbers against some backups. I mean, I'm already sort of prepping myself for the horrible in the Sixers were plus a million points points when Embiid was off the floor on the floor and minus a million and one points when he was off the floor statistics so uh, just a lot of value here and I think if you're thinking about taking the Raptors after game one I still don't think you're gonna get a number close to plus 450 here I'm curious to see what it is there right around plus 150 plus 160 pre-series I would expect something in the plus 300 range if they lose game one so let's grab that now and then the Nuggets to win the series plus 200. I will eventually hopefully bet them minus one and a half games, but they just haven't opened up the alternate series spreads a lot of places yet. I saw it at one book, didn't love the number. I'll wait to see where it opens. But I like the Nuggets in this series against the Warriors. If Steph Curry plays, yes, obviously the Warriors look a little better, but I still only have it Warriors minus 160 or so in that scenario. So plus 200 looks great, knowing that even if he does play, it's going to be less than 100%, and he might miss some games. I, I just... The more I look at it, the less healthy he looks. And even when he played this season, Denver was really good against this team. I mean, as good as Curry is, Jokic is probably the best player on the floor night in and night out. So give me the Nuggets plus 200. And this last one here, the exact finals matchup. Some places have it as the exact finals matchup. Other places will actually let you parlay the Eastern Conference winner with the Western Conference winner. And that's how you're going to get the best odds on this. But the idea is... 
there's a bunch of value to me in there being a Suns Bucks finals. The Bucks got into a really nice spot in the draw. They're going to have the Bulls here, a nice, comfortable series to start. May avoid the Nets. We'll see how that goes. But looks really nice for the Bucks. I continue to like them to win the East and the Suns. Whether they have the whole team or not, looks like they're going to kind of just strut through the Western Conference. Again, I don't think they're going to sweep everybody, but should be pretty comfortable. So go around and look. Again, some places it's exact matchup plus 550, but other places just go ahead, click Suns to win the West, Bucks to win the East, and they should let you parlay that. In fact, as I love giving you guys homework, congratulations to everybody who grabbed some Bucks minus two and a half games plus 100. That same book now has that minus 195. And that same book will let you do the parlay. And I think you can get north of plus 625 on this wager if you want. So go look around. I'll give you guys a little bit of homework. But Sixers win game one. Raptors win the series plus 450. That's available a couple places. Nuggets plus 200. That's actually at our sponsor, FanDuel. They have the best number there. And then Suns, Bucks, Finals plus 550. Again, you might have to do the parlay instead of seeing that exact markup market. But those are the three series bets I've got so far. And I know you're not happy about the the, the buck, but... It's, it's not, it's not that I'm not happy. About, I'm not. I'm not. Your bets are abs- Your bets absolutely right. I have. I'm holding right now. A Bucks four to one exact series score. Bucks four nothing exact series score. I'm holding those two tickets. I think one of them is plus three hundred. One of them is plus one eighty. Um, so two plus money tickets there. I, I'd be really surprised if the Bulls won more than a game. And even to win a game, it's going to take like a sixty point night from Demar Derozan and an off night for Giannis. And maybe at home, who knows? Not really sure what happened. I'm, I am sure what happens there. It's it's the Bulls losing probably in pretty spectacular fashion. But it's it's interesting that you know the the Bucks Suns final has gone from well the Suns are probably going to represent the West, but the East is wide open. To the closer we get to playoff time, it just seems like the way the Bucks finished the season. Obviously, the Celtics played really well for that stretch, but the overwhelming feeling has just been now this is this has gone from wide open to this is the Bucks conference to lose. It's, it's one of those things I wonder if there's just too much value in people's desire for parity. And, and, you know, because we're mm-hmm. surrounded by the NFL where there's a different team every year and because there's been some adversity in the league the last couple of years and there has been a little turnover in champion. The NBA historically is a, a three to four teams for about five to six year periods really dominate the action. You've seen the same finals over again. You go back and look even as close as Golden State. It was Cleveland Golden State every year for three, four years. You go back before that. It was, you know, you had the Los Angeles was in the finals every year against um, you had the Nets. So you had the Spurs make deep runs but you have these good teams they generally don't just make one run you, you tend to see sustained runs into the finals and i wonder again if the suns being so dominant over the west they're going to be a great pick and the Milwaukee bucks have Giannis. he's the probably the best player in the league right now and he just keeps mm-hmm. getting better that three-point stroke looks better every single game he just keeps adding stuff and top to bottom it's a good team once they have brooke lopez back so i think we're just getting some value because people are expecting something different to happen simply because so, they think they want something different to happen. I consider it a win for the Bulls in that series if they win a single game and commit a few hard fouls on Grayson Allen. That's a win for me. DeMar DeRozan, game winner, game three at home in Chicago. That's it. Wrap it up. Just, That's just it. quit. That's it. Just shake I, everyone's you know, hand. We, we I, got I, our let's win. Pull you guys can have right the there. Next You guys two. take it. We'll forfeit the next two. You guys got this one. It's good. It's like the it's intentional great. walk. But let's get you to a comfort zone here. You know, I've got my Flyers cap on, and it's mostly because I'm ready for some hockey bets, and I, I like all the numbers that I'm seeing here. A lot, a lot of nice, juicy. You asked for numbers. pluses. You asked for plus numbers last time I was on here. I think I had a couple minus ones. I came back and I, I gave you some big time plus numbers. 
I was also accused a little bit earlier of being a homer with my White Sox pick. I am absolutely fading my home Blackhawks here uh, because they we call them they, homer White Sox picks. We've been very honest and upfront about this. Yeah, oh, I, I have no. Now I'm I'm <laughs> happy to be rooting for a team that's a one of the favorites to to win the American League and win the World Series. I'm more than okay with being homer with that team. I'm not going to be a homer for the Blackhawks, who were a, a bad hockey team. Uh, they sold at the deadline. They traded Marc-Andre Fleury, and since that point, their goalie tandem has just been, like we expected, pretty brutal. Uh, they don't already don't play that great a defense. The Kings are in the midst of a battle for, for playoff seeding right now. They're third out in the Pacific. They're only two points ahead of Vegas, a team that they're going to desperately want to try and stay ahead of because they'd like to avoid Calgary in the first round. Um, the Kings have lost three in a row, but they've played three playoff teams and they've been three fairly good games. And one of them was a six to three loss, but they lost to Calgary, I think by a goal. They lost to Edmonton by a goal. So like they're playing pretty decent hockey. This is a little bit of a get right spot for them uh, playing the Blackhawks. I hate saying my team is, is, is a get right team, but that's absolutely what they are right now. And a plus one, you're, you're getting plus 172 because the Kings have lost three in a row because the Kings aren't the most prolific of scoring teams, but they can still score. The Blackhawks are struggling to score. They're pl- struggling to play defense. Their goaltending's brutal. Um, so at plus 172, playoff team versus bad team, that puck line is way too good to pass up. I think the Kings are due for a bounce back spot today. Uh, I went with a couple Maple Leafs bets because our, our neighbors to the north in Ontario can now uh, wager legally from their phone on on. Uh, select sports books. So I, I'm going with the Leafs and Sabres second period over. Uh, talked about that last time I was on here. These Leafs second period overs are a thing. They've hit nine out of the last 11 times. Sabres not quite as good of a team, but I think that means the Leafs can really jump on them on the, in the second period. They're as good and capable of an offense as anyone to take advantage of that long change like we talked about in the second period. And, and a plus 110 for something that's happened nine out of their last 11 games played. Um that's value that I just can't pass up. So I'm going to take that even though three goals in a period is a lot. It's happening at quite a good clip lately. So let's go with it. And then uh, Austin Matthews. I'm currently sitting on an Austin Matthews MVP ticket at plus 175. You want to guess what those odds are on FanDuel now? Minus 250. Minus 360 for Austin Matthews to take home the Hart Trophy. Uh, really glad I got that when I did because after I did, he just went off. And the, it seemed like, you know, he hit that 50 goal marker. And instead of just cruise control into the rest of the season, he said, let's try and go get 60. He's at 58 right now. So we're going to bet him to go get 60 tonight against a rival in Buffalo, against the team that last time they played, it was a, an outdoor stage. It, I think it was an outdoor game in Buffalo, I believe. Uh, you know, big national stage. And the Sabres kind of, the Sabres kind of embarrassed the Leafs. The Leafs were not playing good hockey at the time. Obviously a playoff team, the Sabres are a bottom, uh, bottom of the league team. Sabres went out and beat them five to two. Leafs played terrible. I think you're going to see a Leafs team who wants a little bit of revenge playing really, really good hockey right now. And with Austin Matthews at 58 goals and 99 points, why don't we get to 60 and 100 tonight? We're 60 and over 100 tonight with a pair of goals. So I, I like Austin Matthews at plus 250, best player in hockey right now, best goal scorer in hockey right now. Let's take it. Let's roll the dice. Let's have some fun with it. Austin Matthews revenge game. I liked it a couple months ago more when we were talking about Connor McDavid. It's I got some Austin Matthews to to cover my Connor McDavid mm-hmm. positions, but somehow with Austin Matthews at like plus sixteen hundred, plus fourteen hundred, plus a thousand to win the heart, I, I'm not going to come out quite as ahead as I'd like. There's you might not come out ahead, but in seasons going forward for the foreseeable future, 
betting Austin or betting Connor McDavid to win the Hart Trophy is never going to be a bad bet. So never feel bad when you lose that one because he is the best player in the world. Austin Matthews is just playing a little bit better right now, and he's putting up insane numbers offensively. That's the tough part about betting awards. Loaded up, got a bunch of McDavid, plus 200, plus 250, plus 300 before the season. He was down around even money and then got nicked up a little bit. And this Austin Matthews fellow kind of took advantage of it. So what are you going to do? Can't do much. He's having 60 goals is a lot. He scores 60 goals. He deserved to win the MVP, especially in Toronto. There is some good news because tennis. I actually found some. We found tennis. There was no tennis yesterday. You know, the WTA has taken a week off because we have the Billie Jean King Cup. Those are some interesting matches. They're playing in Italia. But the problem is all the matches basically happen or end before we get on the show. So not only is there no lines for tomorrow because we don't know what the adjustments are going to be because this is a weird team competition where they don't have lineups necessarily set. It's all over. So I didn't think I'd have any tennis this week. But the ITF, again, sort of triple A tennis, if you will, has done us a solid. There is a nice field here in Palm Harbor, Florida, wherever the heck that is. They've got some clay courts down there now. When you go to your books, there should be ITF. Look for ITF W100 Palm Harbor. Again, this is just about everywhere. I, I think I saw this at just about every regulated spot. Almost every offshore I checked has it as well. But two bets for tomorrow. Again, no afternoon tennis. The way this is scheduled, it's kind of like the Billie Jean King Cup, where a lot of the matches are happening now or have finished. Um, there's probably another match in about an hour or so. But the nice part is we've got some look-ahead stuff to tomorrow. So two picks for tomorrow. These will start in the morning, probably around 9, 10 o'clock or so. Alicia Parks um, really like her in this match. You know, Again, we're kind of switching to Clay. She's going against Caroline Dahlheide, who I think is – someone I've talked about before and I don't mind fading kind of a an older player on the tour who gets a little more credit for her ranking has historically done well in some of these ITF events but not so much on clay and not so much lately Parks a nice young player who I have favored in this match so happy to grab her at 105 and since I like things at plus 105 um, a parlay of two players here Baptiste and Sharma um like both of these quite a bit you know they're right around minus 230 or so as i put them together in this parlay i have these matches closer to minus 300 baptiste goes against amina bektas um again baptiste much better on clay should be comfortable here in america um sharma much better on clay than bjorkland just two matches where the numbers just stick out to me so happy to put them together here for plus money so an underdog and a parlay here um let's see they're talking about Djokovic fakina here in the chat yeah it's kind of a mess it's it's clay tennis, baby. Let's get weird with it. ITF, International Tennis Federation. Sure. Nailed it. Nailed it. That's got to be what it is. I, I was, I was thinking I what think it stands what it for. Let's see. That's the I've never actually looked it up. But yes, International Tennis Federation. Well done. I, I, I like I'm going to... I'm going to I'm going to hop on the parlay of that Baptiste Sharma. If you get if you're telling me you have them at both minus three hundred and I'm going to get a parlay that's paying me plus money, you know how much I love love plus money bets. I'm going to take that. I'm going to hop on that. I'm going to bet some Luis Robert. I'm going to bet some White Sox. I'm going to, going to have myself a good afternoon. Beautiful. You get out here. You go enjoy those White Sox. Hopefully that Mr. Robert guy hits the ball a whole bunch, maybe a dinger or two. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. If you're on a podcast app, we'd love a rating, a review, a thumbs up on YouTube, all that crap that makes Andy really happy. And he'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day.